Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Warrior Cats, the series. I'm your host, Sherp. Sorry, I hope everyone's having a great day. Um, sorry I haven't posted in a while. I've just uh, been really busy, even during spring break. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry I didn't post right on time last uh, week like I told you to. I was uh, going somewhere that I didn't know about. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get on with the episode. Fireheart hurried after her. As they neared the patch of grass that had swallowed up the black tail, he noticed the shadow where the earth dipped away sharply to a hollow beside the thunderpath. It was the entrance to a stone tunnel that led under the thunderpath, like the one he'd used with Greystripe on their journey to find Moonlight. Sandstorm's pelt brushed against him as they crept down the slope and cautiously stepped through the entrance. Fireheart felt the rush of wind on his ears from the monsters roaring past above. But as well as the stench of the thunderpath, he could smell the fresh scents of the shadow man cats. They had definitely come his way. The tunnel was perfectly round, lined with pale cream stones about the height of two cats. The moss that grew halfway, halfway up the smooth sides told Fireheart that, t- that the tunnel ran with water during the affair. Now it was dry. The bottom was littered with leaves and two-leg rubbish. Have you heard of this place before? asked Sandstorm. Fire shook his head. It must be how Shadowclan crosses to get to four trees. A lot easier than dodging the monsters, commented Sandstorm. No wonder Little Cloud wanted to be left to cross the thunder path alone. This tunnel is a secret shadow. A secret shadow clear. It's a secret. Right. This tunnel is a secret. Shadow clear would want to keep it for himself. Let's get back to camp and tell Blue Star. Fireheart dashed up the slope and back into the forest, glancing over his shoulder to make sure Sandstorm was with him. She came charging after him and the two cats headed home. As they crossed the scent line, Fireheart felt the familiar relief of being back in the safety of ThunderClan territory. Although, after hearing Little Cloud's news about the sickness in ShadowClan, he doubted doubted if the rival clan was in a fit state to keep up up their border patrols. Blue Star, hotter than ever and breathless after the run home, Fireheart went straight to Blue Star's den. Yes. Yes? Came the answer through the luncheon. Fireheart pushed his way in. The the ThunderClan leader was lying in the nest with her paws tucked neatly under her chest. We found a tunnel just inside ShadowClan territory, he told her. It leads under the Thunderpath. I hope you didn't follow it, growled Booster. Fireheart hesitated. He had expected his leader to be excited by his discovery. Instead, his t- her tone was harsh and accusing. No, we didn't, he stammered. You you took too much of, of a risk entering their territory at all. We don't want it to a- an- antagonize the Shadow Clan. 
The Shadow Clan is as weak as their war as the warrior said. I don't think they'd be I don't think they'd do anything about it, he pointed out. But Blue Star stared past him, apparently busy with her thoughts. Have those two cats gone? she asked. Yes. They went went through their went through the tunnel. That's how we found it. Fire explained. Blue Star nodded distantly. I see. Fire searched the center clan leader's eyes eyes for some hint of compassion. Didn't she care about the sickness and shadow clan at all? Did we do the right thing sending them back? He couldn't help asking. Of course, snapped Blue Star. We don't want sickness in our camp again. No, we don't. Fire agreed heavily. As he turned to leave, Blue Star added, Don't tell anyone about the tunnel yet. Okay. Fire her promised, slipping through the lichen. He wondered why Blue Star wanted to keep the tunnel a secret. After all, he had uncovered a weakness in Shadow Clan's border that would come that could become a strength for Thunder Clan. Not that he felt Shadow Clan deserved any sort of attack at the moment, but surely a better knowledge of the forest could only be a good thing. Fireheart sighed as, as Sandstorm dashed up to him. What did she say? Was she pleased to be found the tunnel? She demanded. Fireheart shook his head. She told me to keep it a secret. Why? Sandstorm yelled in surprise. Fireheart shrugged and Fireheart shrugged and kept going toward his den. Sandstorm trotted after him. Are you okay? She asked. Is it Blue Star? Did she say anything else? Fireheart realized he was giving too much of his anxiety about the, th the Thunderclan leader. He bent to give his chest a quick lick, then lifted his head and meowed with, with forced brightness. I must go. I promised that I'd take Cloudball hunting this afternoon. Do you want me to come with you? Sandstorm's eyes looked concerned, and she added, It'll be fun. We haven't been hunting together for ages. She nodded towards the apprentices then, where Cloudball was dozing in the sunshine. The apprentice's plump, furry belly rose and fell as he breathed. He certainly needs the exercise, she added. It's beginning to look like Blue Apollo, she purred with amusement. He must get he must be a quick hunter. I don't think I've ever seen a clear cat that fat. There was no spite in Sandstorm's voice, but Fireheart felt his fur growing hot. Cloudpaw did look fat for such a young cat much fatter than the other princesses, even though they were all enjoying the plentiful prey with the creamer. I think I should take Cloudpaw out by myself, he mewed, mewed meowed reluctantly. I've been neglecting, neglecting him a bit lately. Can we go out together sometime, another time? Just let me know when. Sandstorm responded cheerfully. I'll be there. I can catch us another rabbit. Fireheart saw mischief flash in her pale green eyes, and he knew she was referring to the time they'd hunted together in a snowbound forest that skimmered with frost, when she had surprised him with her speed and skill. Unless you finally learned how to catch them for yourself, Sandstorm teased. Fi flicking Fireheart's cheek with her tail, she trotted away. Watching her go, Fireheart felt strange, happy prickling in his paws. He shook his head and patted over to, to Cloudpaw. The sleepy apprentice arched his back and stretched, his short legs quivering with, it, with the effort. Have you been out of the camp, out of the camp today? Fire asked. No, 
answered Clapo. Well, we're going hunting. Fire informed him curtly. He felt ruffled by the way Clapo seemed to think he could just lie about and enjoy the sunshine. You must be hungry. Not really, replied Clapo. Fire felt puzzled. Ha had Clapo been stealing from the fresh kill pile? Princesses were not allowed to take food unless they hunted for the elders, or gone training with their mentors. Fireheart dismissed the thought and said, The apprentice didn't have to have many the apprentice yeah, the apprentice couldn't have managed it without one of the clan seeing them. Well if you're not hungry hungry, we'll start in we'll start in the training hollow for some fighting practice. We can hunt after one. Without giving the young cat a chance to object, Fireheart raced out of the camp. He heard Clapo's paw steps thumping after him, but he didn't look back or slow his pace until he reached the sheltered hollow where, they, where he had trained as an apprentice. He stopped in the middle of the sandy clearing. The air was still was so still that even that even in the shade, the middle day heat felt stifling. Attack me! Ordered as Cloudpaw scrambled down the slope to join him, his paw sending up puffs of red dust that clung to his long white fur. Cloudpaw stared at him, wrinkling his nose. What? Just like that? Yes, replied Fireheart. Pretend I'm an enemy war war warrior. Okay. Cloudpaw shrugged and began racing half-heartedly toward him. His round belly slowed him down, making his small paws sink deep into the sand. Fireheart had plenty of time to prepare himself, so so that when Cloudpaw finally reached him, it was easy to dodge to the one side and send the young apprentice rolling into the dust. Cloudpaw clambered to his paws and shook himself, sneezing at the dust as the dust dust tri tri tickled his nostrils. Too slow, Fire told him. Try again. Cloudpaw crouched, breathing hard, and narrowed his eyes. Fireheart stared back, impressed by the intensity of Cloudpaw's gaze. This time, the apprentice looked as if he, were, he was actually thinking about the attack. Cloudpaw leaped and flew at Fireheart, twisting as he landed so that he could kick Fireheart with his hind legs. Fireheart staggered a bit, but managed to keep his balance and send, Cla and send Cloudpaw flying with a swipe from his front paw. Better, he puffed, but you're not prepared for the counter-strike. Cloudpaw lay unmoving in the sand. Cloudpaw? I hurt me out. The blow from the paw had been heavy, but but surely not enough to hurt. The apprentice's ear twitched, but he stayed where he was. Guys, we need pause and then we can uh, pause here and then retreat. suddenly prickling with worry. He peered down and saw Cloudpaw's eyes were wide open. You've killed me, the apprentice gasped mockingly and rolled feebly onto his back. Fireheart snorted. Stop messing around, he snapped. This is serious. Okay, okay. Cloudpaw struggled to his paws, still panting. But I'm hungry now. Can we go, can we go hunting? Fireheart opened his mouth to all of you. Then he remembered White Storm's words. He'll learn when he's ready. 
Perhaps it was better to let Cloud Paul train as his own place after all. So far, so far, arguing had a complete had been a, a complete waste of time. Come on, then, Fireheart sighed and let Cloud Paul out of the train. Fireheart sighed and led Cloudball out of his training hollow, out of the training hollow. As they tracked along the bottom of the ravine into the forest, Cloudball stopped and sniffed the air. I smell rabbit, he mewed. Fireheart looked at his nose. The apprentice was right. Over there, whispered Cloudball. A bright flicker in the bushes betrayed the white tail of a young rabbit. Fireheart dropped low against the ground. He tensed his muscles, ready to give chase. Beside him, Cloudpaw had dropped too, his belly bulging hot. His belly bulging outside as he crouched. The rabbit's tail flickered again, and, Cla- and Cloudpaw dashed toward it. His paws studied heavily on the dry forest floor. The rabbit heard the noise at once and shot away to another room. Cloudpaw crashed after it. While Fireheart followed on silent pause. The ferns trembled where Cloud Cloudpaw had charged through them. And Fireheart felt a stab of disappointment as Cloudpaw skidded, panting, to a hole against him. Uh, to a hole ahead of him. The rabbit had disappeared. You hunted better than that when you were a kit, Fireheart ex- exclaimed. His sister's kit had once had the had once had the making of a fine warrior, but the fluffy white apprentice seemed to be turning so uh, turning as soft as a kitty pet. Only Starcrow knows how far how how you got so fat with a hunting technique like that. Even a fit cat can, can't outrun a rabbit. You need to be much lighter on your paws if you want to catch one. He was thankful Sandstorm had co- hadn't come with them. He would have he would have been embarrassed if she had seen what a poor hunter his apprentice had become. For once, Cloudball didn't argue. Sorry, he muttered, and Fireheart felt a pang of sympathy for the young cat. It did look as if Cloudball had been trying his best this time, and he couldn't help feeling that he'd let his apprentice down by neglecting his training lately. Why don't I just go hunting by myself? Cloudball suggested. Looking down at his paws, I promise I'll bring something back for the fresh go pile. Fireheart studied him a moment, for a moment. Cloudpaw couldn't be such a poor hunter all the time, because he was looking more well-fed than any of the cat, other cats in the clan. Perhaps he far, he far better when he wasn't being watched. In a flash, Fireheart decided to follow his apprentice without, without him knowing anymore, and watch him hunt. That's a good idea, he agreed. Just make sure you're back by mealtime. Cloudpaw brightened instantly. Of course, he meowed. I won't be late, I promise. Fireheart heard that his apprentice's belly growl with hunger. Perhaps that'll sharpen his, his skills, he thought. As he listened to Cloudpaw's paw steps fade away into the forest, he felt a glinter of guilt, a, a flicker of guilt as he thought on. He was He felt a flicker of guilt at the thought of spying on him, but he was only going to assist his apprentice assess his apprentice skills. 
remind himself as any inventor would. Tracking Clawpaw through tra tall pines was easy. The undergrowth was sparse but beneath the shade of the growing pine tweet, pine, towering pine trees. And Fireheart could see his apprentice snowy pelt from a long way off. The woods were alive with small birds and he kept expecting Clawpaw to stop and take advantage of the rich offerings. But Clawpaw didn't stop. He carried on at a surprisingly, surprisingly swift pace. But Clapple, considering the size of his belly, out of tall pines and into the oak forest that backed onto Tulip Place, Fireheart felt an ominous prickle in his, in his paws. Keeping low, he sped up so he didn't lose sight of Clapple. He didn't lose sight of Clapple. His paw. In the thick undergrowth, then the trees thinned out, and Fireheart caught a glimpse of the fence that bordered the two leg gardens up ahead. Was Clapaw going to visit his mother, Princess? Her two leg nest was near here. He couldn't blame Clapaw for wanting to see her from time to time. He was still young and enough to remember her, her warm scent. But why hadn't Clapaw mentioned Princess to Fireheart before now? Why didn't and why did he say he was going hunting if he was going to visit his mother? Surely he knew that, that Fireheart, of all the clan, would understand. Fireheart's confusion grew as Clawpaw turned away from Princess's front fence and followed the line of two leg nests until Princess's home was far behind them. The apprentice padded steadily onward, even, even ignoring a fresh mouse that crossed his path. Until he reached a silver birch that stretched up beside a pale green garden fence. The small white cat heaved himself up the trunk of the birch and clambered on top of the fence, swaying as his belly dragged him off balance. Pirate remembered Despot's jibe and winced. Perhaps garden birds were more to Cloudpaw's taste after all. But he would have to tell Cloudpaw that clan cats didn't hunt in two other place. Star Clan was giving them StarClan had given them the force to provide their food. Clawful jumped down to the other side of the fence. Fireheart quickly scrambled up the birch, thankful that it was full leaf, that it was full, in full leaf, as he sh as he sheltered behind its its fluttering leaves. Below, he could see Clawful trotting across the careful clipped grass, his tail and chin high, a sense of foreboding followed Fireheart fire as Cloudpaw ran straight past a small gang of starlings. The birds scattered upward in a flurry of wings, but Cloudpaw didn't even turn his head. Fireheart felt the blood begin to pound in his ears. Cloudpaw had a fun to hunt the garden birds. What was he doing here? Then he froze with horror as he watched Cloudpaw sit down outside the two of nest about a shrill, pitiful wail. Guys, let's see chapter 9. Um, take a quick break and finish reading. Uh, finish reading for this. Uh, yeah, we're gonna read chapter 10 after this. Bye. Now we can uh, read chapter 10. Fire held his breath as the two leg door opened. He longed for Cloudball to turn and run away. 
part of him knew that the apprentice had no intention of leaving. He leaned forward on his branch, willing the two legs to shout and chase Clapaw away. Forest, cat, forest cats were not usually welcomed, welcomed in two-leg place, but this two-leg bent down and stroked Clapaw, who stretched up to press his head against its hand as the two-leg murmured something to him. But by the two-legs' tone, it was clear that they had agreed with each other each other like this before. Disappointment at as bitter as mouse bile pulsed, pulsed through Fireheart's body as Clubball trotted happily through the door and vanished, and vanished into the two-leg nest. Fireheart stayed, stayed clinging to the slender branch of the birch long after the two-leg door had shut. His apprentice was being tempted back into into the left that Fireheart had turned his back on. Perhaps Fireheart had been completely wrong about him after all. Lost in thought, he stirred only when the sun began to dip behind the trees and sent a, and sent a chill through his fur. He, he, slid, he slid lightly down to the fence and dropped onto the ground outside. Fireheart padded back through the forest, blindingly blindly following his own signal trail back, back the way he came. Clapaw's actions felt like a terrible betrayal, yet it was hard to be angry with him. Fire had been so eager to prove to the clan that kitty pets were as good as forest-born cats. He hadn't even considered that Clapaw might prefer life with the two legs. Fireheart loved his life in the forest, but he had chosen it for himself. Only now did it occur to him that Clapaw had been given to the clan by his mother, passed along as a kit before he was old enough to make his own decision. Fire tricked onward, numb to the sights and scents of the forest, until he suddenly realized he had come to this he had come to his sister's fence. He stared at it in surprise. Had his paws brought him here on purpose? He turned away, not ready to share his discovery discovery with Princess. He didn't want to tell her what a mistake she'd made in giving Clapaw to the clan. With paws as heavy as stone, he stared back. He started padding toward toward tall pine, toward tall pines in the camp. Fireheart, the soft voice of a she cat, cried out behind him. Princess. Fireheart froze, and his heart heart sinking, but he couldn't walk away from his sister. Now that. Now, not now that she had seen him, he turned back at as Princess leaped down from her, her fence. Her tabby and white pelt rippled softly as she bowed towards him. I haven't seen you for ages, she meowed, skating to a halt. Her tone was sharp with worry. Even Cloudball hasn't visited for a while. Is everything okay? Everything's fine, Fireheart said. He felt his voice tighten and his shoulders tense with the effort of lying. Princess blinked gratefully, instantly trusting his words, and touched her nose to Fireheart's ingredient. He nuzzled her, breathing in in the familiar smell that reminded him, reminded him of his his kithood. I'm glad she I'm glad she purred. I was beginning to worry. I was beginning to worry. Why hasn't Clockhold been to visit? I kept smelling the scent, sin, but I haven't seen him for days. Fireheart couldn't, couldn't think of what to say. 
He felt re- relieved when Princess carried on chatting. I suppose you're keeping him busy with his training, she meowed. Last time you visited, visited, he told me you were really impressed with his progress. He said he was way ahead of the other princes. Princess sounded delighted and her eyes shone with pride. She wants Cloudpaw to become a great warrior as much as I do, thought by her guiltily, he mumbled. She was great promise, Princess. He was my firstborn, purred Princess. I knew he'd be special. I still miss him, even though I know how happy he is. I'm sure all your kids are special in their own way. Pirate longed to tell his sister the truth, but he hadn't had the heart. He hadn't had the heart. He hadn't had the heart to tell her that the sacrifice had been wasted. I must go, he meowed instantly. Already? Princess exclaimed, well come back and see me soon, and bring Cloudpaw next time. Pyheart nodded. He didn't want to return to the camp just yet, but this conversation was making him too uncomfortable, as if the as if he were already confronting the impossible chasm between a forest and kitty pet life. Fire traveled the long way back to camp, letting to the let, letting the familiar greenness of the forest calm him. As he emerged from the trees at the other, at the top of the ravine, he found himself thinking yet again how, how much he missed having Rooster around to confide in. Hi, Sansa's voice surprised him. She was climbing out of the ravine and must have smelled his scent. How was training? Where's Clawpaw? Fire looked at the cheek had sharp orange face. Her green eyes shone and suddenly he knew that he could confide in her. He glanced anxiously around. Are you alone? Sandstorm stared back at him curiously. Yes. I thought I'd do a bit of hunting before mealtime. Fire padded to the edge of the slope and, start, and stared down at the treetops that sheltered the camp well. Sandstorm sat by, beside him. She didn't speak, but pressed her flank to him, to him sympathetically. Pyrheart knew that he could even walk away now, and, and she wouldn't ask any more questions. Sandstorm began hesitantly. Yes? Do you think I made the wrong decision bringing Cloudpaw into the clan? Sandstorm was silent for a few moments, and when she spoke, her words were careful and honest. When I looked at him today, lying outside his den, I thought he looked more like a kitty pet than a warrior. And then I remembered the day he caught his first prey. He was just a tiny kid, but he went on to went out into a blizzard to catch that bull. He looked so un- unafraid, so proud of what he he had done. He seemed like a clan cat then, born and bred. So I made the right decision. Fire hurt me out, hopefully. There was another heavy pause. I think only time will tell, Sandstorm replied at last. Fireheart didn't say anything. This wasn't the reassurance he'd been hoping for, but he knew she was right. Has something happened to him? asked Sandstorm, her eyes eyes narrowing with concern. I saw him go into a two-lug nest this afternoon, Fireheart confessed fatally. I think he's been allowing them to feed him for a while now. 
Samson frowned. Does he know you saw him? No. You should tell him, advised Samson. Platform needs to be needs to decide where he belongs. But what if he decides to return to a kitty panel life? Fire prote protested. Today had made him realize how much he wanted Cloudfall to stay in the clan, not just for his own sake, or to show the other cats that warriors didn't have to be afraid of forest before, but for Cloudfall's sake, too. He had so much to give, give to the clan and would be, and be repaid more than enough by their loyalty. Fire felt his heart begin to pound at the thought of what Cloudfall might be. What might be about to throw away? It's his decision, mewed Sansarum gently. If only I'd been a better mentor. It's not your fault, Sansarum interrupted. You can't change what's in his, in his heart. My heart shrugged hope, hopelessly. Just talk to him, urged Sansarum. Find out what he wants. Let him decide for himself. Her eyes were round with sympathy, but Fireheart still felt miserable. Go and find him, she meowed. Sandstorm nodded as Sandstorm stood up. Wait. Go and find him. Sorry about that. There's a loud noise. Go and find him, she meowed. Fireheart nodded as Sandstorm stood up and padded away into the trees. With a heavy heart, he began to scramble down into the ravine, heading for the training hollow in the hope that Cloudfall would return to camp the same way he had left. He didn't want to confront his apprentice like this. He was afraid of putting Cloudfall away for good, but he knew Sansarm was right. Cloudfall could not stay in front of him and keep Cloudfall in the life of a kitty pet. Fireheart sat in the hollow as the sun dropped behind the trees. The air was still warm, even though long shadows stretched across to the sand. It would be time for the evening meal soon. Fireheart began to wonder if Cloudpaw would return at all. Then he heard the rustle of bushes and the, pad and the, and the padding of small paws, and knew Cloudpaw was approaching, even before he smelled the sun. The apprentice trotted into the clearing with his tail high and his ears pricked. He was carrying tiny shrewd jaws, which he dropped as soon as fire as he saw Fireheart. What are you doing here? Fireheart heard Wait. What are you doing here? Fireheart approached in the young cat's voice. I told you I'd be back by mealtime. Don't you trust me? Fireheart shook his head. No. Cloudpaw tipped his head to one side and looked, and looked hurt. Well, I said I'd be back, and I am, he protested. I saw you, Fireheart meowed simply. Saw me where? I saw you go into the two one nest, he paused. So, Fireheart was shocked almost. Fireheart was shocked almost to speechlessness as at Clou by Cloudpaw's lack of concern. Didn't he realize what he'd done? to be hunting for the clan, he hissed, anger burning his belly. I did hunt, answered Cloudpaw. Fireheart looked scornfully at the street 
cats do you think that will feed? Well, I won't take anything for myself, young Cloudfall. Only because you're stuck with kitty pet slop, pirate spat. Why, do you, why did you come back at all? Why wouldn't I? I'm just visiting the two legs two legs for food. Cloudfall started genu genuinely puzzled. What's the problem? Seething with frustration, Fireheart growled. I can't help wondering if your mother did the right thing in giving up, the, up her firstborn kit to, to be a clan cat. Well, she's done it now, Cloudfall's hiss back. So you're stuck with me. I may be stuck with you as an apprentice, but I can keep you from becoming a warrior, threatened Fireheart. Cloudfall's eyes widened and surprised. You wouldn't. You couldn't. I'm going to become such a great fighter, a great fighter that you won't be able to stop me. He glared defiantly at fire. How many times do I have to tell you? There's more to being a warrior than hunting and fighting. You have to know where you're hunting and fighting for. Fireheart fought back the fury that rose in his chest. I know what I'm fighting for. The same as you. Survival. Let's pause here and finish it in a second. fight for the clan, if that's what it takes to become a warrior. It's all the same in the end. Fireheart felt like clawing some sense into the mouse brain young cat, but he took a deep breath and yelled as calmly as he could. You can't live with a claw in two worlds, Cloudfall. You're going to have to decide. You must choose whether you want to live by the warrior code as a clan cat, or whether you want a life as a king pet. As he spoke, The difference was that Fire had no trouble recognizing where his loyalties lay. He had been been in a clan. He had been a clan cat from the moment he stepped into the forest, in his own mind at least. Cloudpaw looked taken aback. Why must I choose? I like my life this way, the way it is. And I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to change it just to make you feel better. It's not just to make me feel better. Pirates back. It's for the good of the clan. The life of a kitty pet goes against everything in the warrior code. He watched incredu incredulously as Cloudpaw ignored him and picked up his shirt, then marched past him, past him toward the camp. Pirate took a long breath, resting the urge to chase Cloudpaw out of the territory and let him decide for himself. He repeated the sandstorm's words under his breath as he followed his energies back to the camp. After a while, he told himself desperately Cloudpaw wasn't going to do any harm by eating Kitty Pet food. He just hoped none of the other cats found out. As they neared the gorse tunnel, Fireheart heard the clatter of heard the clatter of dirt cascading down the ravine. He stopped and waited, hoping it was Sandstorm returning. But a warm scent on the early evening air told him it was Cinderella. 
A small gray cat jumped awkwardly down the last rock. Her jaws were full of herbs, and she was looking heavily. Are you okay? Fire asked. Cinderpot dropped her dropped the herbs. I'm fine, honestly, she puffed. My leg is playing up, that's all. It took me longer than I thought to find the others. You should you should tell Yellow Pink. I heard Meow. She wouldn't want you overdoing it. No. Meow said no. Shaking her head. Okay, okay. Fire agreed. Surprised by the strength of the refusal. Refusal. At least let her carry these herbs for you. Cinder Cinderpelt looked gratefully at him. May Star Claire banish all the fleas from the nest. She purred, her eyes twinkling. I didn't mean to snap. It's just Yellow Thing is very busy. Little Pelt began her kitty this afternoon. Fire felt a flicker of anxiety, the last of anxiety. The last the last kitty he had, he had seen had been silver streams. Is she okay? Cinderpelt glanced away. I don't know, she murmured. I offered to collect herbs instead of helping the shadow master face. I I I didn't want to be there. Fire guessed that she was too, she too was thinking of silver streams. Come on then, he yelled. The sooner we we find out how she's doing, the sooner we get some glory. He quickened his pace. Hold on, let's sit up. We'll be after him. You'll be the first to know if I've ever miraculous recovery. But for now you'll have to just slow down. As they entered the camp, fire fire knew instantly that Willow Pelt's kitty had been a success a success. One eye and dapple tail was were patty patting away from the nursery. Their eyes soft with affection, and their purrs it audible even from the side of the clearing. Sandstorm came dashing over to greet them with the good news. Willow had 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 two tarms in the she kit, she announced. How's Willow Asked her felt interested. She's fine, Sandstorm assured her. She's feeding them already. Cinderpelt broke into a loud purr. I must go and see, she beyond, and hobbled toward the nursery. Barrett spread out his bar full of herbs and looked around. Where's Cloudpaw? Sandstorm narrowed her eyes mischievously. When Dark when Darkstripe saw what a measly catch he brought back, he sent him off to clean out the others, but then Good, Barnett meowed. Please for once with Dark Darkstripe's interference. Did you speak to Cloudpaw? asked Sandstorm, her, her tone more, so, more uh, turning more serious. Yes. Barnett tapping us out with the most kidding his peer that could do it in the midday sun as he thought of his impotence and difference. Well, prompted Sandstorm, what did he say? I don't think he even realizes he's done the thing wrong, Fire moved weakly. To his surprise, Sandstorm didn't seem troubled. He's young, she reminded, she reminded Fireheart. Don't be too upset. Keep remembering his first catch, and that, should, that, and that you should share the same blood. She gave him a gentle look on the cheek. With any luck, it'll show Big Cloud Hall in one day. It'll show Cloud Hall one day. Despot charged up and interrupted them. His eyes glinting, barely, barely disguised, with barely dis disguised scorn. You must be proud of your apprentice, he jeered. Darkstripe tells me he made the smallest catch of the day. 
Fire flourishes the warrior added. You're obviously a great mentor. Go away, Dustpelt, spat Sandstorm. There's no need to be spiteful, and it doesn't impress anyone, you know. Fire was surprised to see Dustpelt before the loss of Sandstorm had taken a sweat by him. The warrior turned and hurried, hurried away, flashing a resentful look at Fireheart over his shoulder. That's the new trick, Fire yelled, impressed by Sandstorm's ferocity. You'll have to teach me how you do it. I'm afraid it wouldn't work for you, Sandstorm sighed, staring ruefully after Dustbelt. She had shared her apprenticeship with Tabby Tom, but their friendship had faltered since Sandstorm had grown closer to Fireheart. Never mind. I'll apologize later. Why don't we go and see the new kids? She led the way to the nursery, where Blue Star was just squeezing her out of the entrance. The old lady's face was relaxed and her eyes were shining. Sandstorm slipped inside. She declared triumphantly. More warriors from Sunnyland. Fireheart purred. We'll have more warri warriors than any clan soon. He yelled. The leader's eyes clouded, and Fireheart felt a chill of unease spread across the room. Let's just hope we can trust our new warriors better than our old. Blue Star growled darkly. Are you coming? Sandstorm called to him from the warm shadows of the nursery. Fireheart shrugged off his fears about Blue Star and pushed his way inside. The little pelt lay in the nest made of soft rocks. Three kids squirmed in the curl of their bodies, still bare but blind as they needed their mother's belly. Fireheart saw a new softness enter Sandstorm's expression. She leaned forward and breathed in the warm, lovely scent of each kit, and turned while the little pelt looked on. Our sleepy, they'll come to him. They're great, Fireheart whispered. It was good to see kids again, but you couldn't help feel your thorn with a sharp stab of sorrow. The last newborn kids he'd seen had been silver streams. Fireheart's mind flew instantly to Grayshire. He wondered how his old friend was, whether he was still grieving, or whether his new life in Riverclan with his kids had helped ease his sadness. Fireheart felt his, his tail bristle as he picked up the scent of Tired Claw's kit. Turned to see where it was, swallowing the distrust that rose like vile in his throat. Behind him, Golden Flower was curled in her nest, her eyes closed, and the kid sleeping soundly at, at her side. The dark tabby kid with deserts and unreal in their sweet clamings. Fireheart felt pain of guilt at the resentment of that little whisper. Fireheart awoke early the next day. The thoughts of Grace type lay heavy up. <coughs> Thoughts of Greystripe lay heavy on the edge of his mind like brain thoughts. He missed his old friend, even more now that he was so worried about Cloudpaw. Talking to Sandstorm had helped, but he no long but he longed to know what Greystripe would say. Fire lay in his nest for a few moments before he made up his mind. He'd go to the ribbons today and see if he could find his old friend. He slipped out of the dirt and gave himself a long, satisfying stretch. The sun was only showing on the horizon, but there was a powdery softness in the early morning sky. Dustpelt was sitting in the middle of the clearing, talking with Firepaw. Fireheart wondered grimly what the ground warrior wanted to share with Darkstripe's Dark gentle apprentice. Was Dustpelt burdening her mind with malicious gossip? But Dustpelt's fur lay smoothly, smoothly on his broad shoulders. 
fire detected none of his usually arrogance in his tone, even though he couldn't hear what he was saying. In fact, the warrior was talking to Franco in a soft voice, at, in a voice as soft as a whisper. Fireheart approached the pair. When Dustpelt saw him coming, his eyes hardened. Dustpelt, hunger greeted him. Will you take the Sunrise Patrol? Grandpa's eyes sparkled with excitement. Can I go too? I don't know, Fireheart admitted. I haven't spoken with Darkstripe about your progress yet. Darkstripe says he's, she's doing well, beyond Dustpelt. Perhaps you could speak to him about it, Fireheart suggested. He didn't want to move provoke a scornful response, but this could be a chance to soothe out some hostility Dustbelt usually shows toward him. But take Ashball as a warrior, and it as a warrior too. Don't worry, Dustbelt assured him. His eyes were filled with un- un- uncharacteristic concern. I'll make sure Fernfall's safe. Make sure if Fernpaw is safe. Uh, good. We had Fireheart hiding away. He couldn't believe that he had had a whole conversation with Despot without the warrior under a single marked job. Once he was out of the ravine, Fireheart raced through the sunlight. The ground was so dry that his paws threw up small clouds of dust where they pounded over the forest floor. When he reached the stone slabs, he noticed that the the plants growing between the cracks and had shriveled and died. It dawned on him with a shock that it had been almost two moons since it had rained. He skirted the bottom of the bottom edge of the rocks and headed for the synth markers at the edge of Earthman territory. The forest thinned out and and sloped down to the river here. The air was filled with birdsong and and the whispering of wind stirred leaves. And in the background, Fireheart could hear the steady lap of water. He stopped and sniffed the air. There was no sign of Grizzstrike. If he was going to see his friend, Fireheart would have to venture into Riverfan territory. Determination ma- made him more willing than usual to take take the risk. Their patrol would be out, but, but with any luck, they would be patrolling the other borders now. Fireheart crept cautiously across the sun line pushed his way through the ferns to the edge of the water. Feel- feeling exposed and vulnerable, there was still no sign of Grizzstrike. Did he dare cross the river and try his luck deeper in Riverclaim territory? It would be easy enough. The water was shallow now, so he could wade most of the way, apart from the deep channel in the middle, where the current was slow enough to swim without too much difficulty. After all, He'd grown more used to the water than most Thunderclan cats during the ter- terrible floods of New Leaf. An unexpected scent drifting, drifting into his half-open mouth made Fireheart stiff and in surprise. It was a stench of Shadowclan. What were Shadowclan cats doing so far from home? The whole of Thunderclan's territory lay between their land and the river. Warmed, Fireheart backed into the ferns. He inhaled deeply, trying to pinpoint where the smell came from. With a sickening feeling, he recognized more than si- more, more than the scent of Shadowclan. There was a rancid tang of illness to it too, that he had smelled recently, and it was, co- and it was coming 
from farther up the river. You give me a sec. There was a, uh... Byher began to creep, creep slowly through the ferns, the, their brownie tips whispering against his fur. He could see the gnarled trunk of an ancient oak tree ahead of him, just inside the sun-clamped border. Its twisted root, roots stuck to the forest floor, the earth under which they had once been buried long since, long since eroded by wind and rain. Now there was a space underneath a small cave walled by roots. Fireheart sniffed again. The smell was definitely coming from there, tainted by the unmistakable stench of sickness. Fear and desire to protect his clan made Fireheart instinctively achieve his claws. Whatever foulness was in that cave must be driven out of Thunderclan territory. Swallowing the bile that rose in his throat, Fireheart wasted and raced from the ferns. He arched his back stood threateningly in the mouth of the roof of the cave, ready for a fight, but he was met with a heavy silence, broken with shallow, rasping breaths. He stared into the gloom, his the gloom, his hackles raised, as his eyes grew accustomed to the dim light. He blinked in surprise. The last time he'd seen these cats, they'd been disappearing under under the thunderpath, back to their own territory. It was the two Shadowclan warriors who had sought help Little cloud and white throat. Why have you come back? Pirates bad. Go home before you infect every clan in the forest. He drew his lips back, baring his, baring his teeth, but a familiar voice sounded from behind him. Pirates, stop! Leave him alone! That's the end of chapter 10. Um, next week we'll be doing chapter 11. Bye.